Welcome to Life's Lemonade Unfiltered. We are two moms who are neighbors and friends doing a podcast from the closet. In this podcast, we're getting real about life, kids, womanhood, and all the stuff in between. So buckle up, buttercups, and join us on this roller coaster. Welcome back to Life's Lemonade Unfiltered. It's Kiara and Yesenia. And we are in the closet. We are indeed. <laughs> I was thinking about it today. It's been a long time since we had a cocktail in here. It's been so long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably like last year. Yeah. Uh, so it's February. <laughs> <laughs> it feels it's like a long time it does. ago. It does. Oh my goodness. Okay. So. How you doing today? <laughs> I'm good. I can't believe it's Sunday already. I know. The weeks go so fast and the days feel so long sometimes. I know. Especially now that I'm working, I feel like my Saturdays and Sundays are like precious time. Yeah, they are. And it gives me a little bit of anxiety, like Saturday night or Sunday morning. I'm like, ah, I only have one more day. Yeah. Yeah, because I have so much to do, but I also like want to relax because. Do you feel like you're able to do that all? Do you Mm. feel like you like manage your time better on the weekend to actually Kind of, but the problem is, like, when I'm relaxing, it feels like a waste of time. Mm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there's so much to do, so. I don't have time. It's like the white, the white rabbit. I don't have time to Yeah, I don't relax. have time to slow down. Yeah. Oh, but, it's like that hamster wheel. It just feels like a hamster wheel where you're just like. I know, the weeks just keep zooming by. Yeah. It's crazy. It really just feels so fast, so much faster. Well, it could zoom past all this shitty weather. <laughs> I want to die in this weather. I know, it's supposed to rain for three more days starting tomorrow <sighs> like know. crazy rain i just wasn't meant for this kind of weather. no some of my clients were telling me like where they're from i i did a lady this last week from montana oh no and she spends uh the coldest month here in california yeah, and she said at home it was projected to be negative 28 and i was like fuck that yeah. <laughs> I, I would die that that's, seems like death that's when we lived in chicago that was our winter but winters last for like six months it's so cold how oh, i don't know. know how people choose to live there i don't know every time because my sister would live near us and or she lived near us and when it was winter I'd, we would always be like who decided to like colonize here in yeah, this really? <laughs> like it must have been spring and they were like oh this is it's great beautiful. and then they like and then, built everything and then winter came and they were like well we can't shit. move now right. <laughs> we just gotta that's suck probably it up. exactly how it happened yeah it's so crazy because i would like no Mm-mm. yeah i there's no way no yeah this is perfect weather so i'm just Except ready to get right this now. weather <laughs> over this morning the girls and I Malaya comes home and she says can we go to the hot tub and I was like no okay yeah let's go because I was just like let's go and we spent a good amount of time but the sun came out a few times and I was just like oh sun just like give me life yeah we have a neighbor that lives (laughs) next to us that's what he does it's so weird like I'm sure it's not weird if we like probably talk to him about it but he's just always outside like he just and he's not like when we got home just now he was sweeping his driveway uh-huh. like with just a little broom like an inside broom like why not hose just, it down well, yeah why? it's raining it's rained why would... i don't know i think he just doesn't he just doesn't know what to do but he's outside just like twirling do you think they work do you think they no. work from home oh maybe i don't know he's always outside yeah he's always just he standing outside yeah. I know. I wonder what the story is there because they're from Oregon. Yeah. And so I'm like, 
Were you so miserable in Oregon? You came here and you're just like trying to get every glimpse of the sun. I yeah, don't blame it. I'm sure. They but were. tell me what the story is. I want to know the story. There has to be a story there. Yeah. He's always outside. Yeah. Um, well, that's how I felt too. And so yeah, you did the same thing. Yesterday I was standing on the sidewalk, just at, like trying to get the yeah. sun as it was peeking behind the trees. Feeling like a cat just chasing yeah. the sunlight. Yeah. It felt so nice, but it's nice that we rarely feel like that when we live here. That's true. I know. I, I'm grateful for that because I know for a fact I I wouldn't have a very long life. <laughs> it's so it's so depressing. Yeah, it's like how um, I wonder what people do to keep their like mental sanity during. I think there are some weathers. people that are meant for it, and uh, I'm not. Like I have a friend who is always like energized by gloomy days. Like that's when she that's feels bizarre. energized, and I'm like, I'm the opposite. When was she born? What do you mean? Like, what time of year was she born? I have this weird theory oh, that people that are born in a certain time of year, I think I've told you this before, Yeah, prefer a certain kind of weather. Hmm. And we were both born in August. August, and it's hot. the summer. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like our bodies know. Yeah. I don't know when she was born. Because yeah. you think about it, our moms were probably really hot with us when they were pregnant. Yeah. So we run hot. Like, in the middle of summer. I run hot. Yeah. I should be hot. I don't run. You are hot. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Couldn't help it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Oh, so yeah, I went to the gym yesterday for the a public gym for the first time in. I'm trying to think when the last time was that I went to a public gym, but I was probably. Let me think. Malaya was probably Gigi's age. Wow. The last time I had a gym membership. It's been a long time. So I felt like a fish out of water in there. I felt so vulnerable. Yeah, it is a I felt very, very awkward place. Yeah, I felt very awkward. And then I found myself just like in loops of stories watching people. What are they doing? Why is she like, it's like, are you guys here to chill? Are you like, I found myself getting frustrated that people were standing around talking. It's like, there's too much other thing. Like there's so much, much going stimulation. on it's hard to concentrate. Yeah. It's like the sounds of the machines and the sounds of the weights and people talking and people. Yeah. And I always feel like if I go into a gym and like put my headphones on and cancel everything out, that I'm going to be oblivious to like something happening. Like if, so it just like, it right. makes me nervous to just tune everything out but if I don't then I can't concentrate yeah it's too much I really think if I'm gonna step back in that space I need to get some headphones that are like yours yeah the big ones yeah because my little airpods did not cut it no yeah I love those yeah so and I and I realized when I was up so at the very end I went upstairs to to get some cardio in and I looked around I was like I missed the whole section of the gym I was wondering where all the free weights were I was like this can't be it and then I realized people were going past this other room and I was like oh that must be where the free weights are and so it's so interesting so when we lived in Chicago I had a gym membership and I would every single morning drop Allie off at preschool and then take eight because he was only like two Mm -hmm. take him with me and drop him off at the child care Mm -hmm. and my me and my friend would go together and her daughter was the same age as Aiden they were best Uh friends and we would go every morning and the max time you could keep your kids is two hours so we would like for yeah. the full two hours. Yeah. But um, the gym that we went to, it had a woman's, a separate woman's workout room. Oh. And it wasn't like, it was like a room for like treadmill, stair stepper. There was like maybe two or three of each, uh-huh. nothing crazy. Um, and then like a stretching area and then some machines and free weights. 
And it was not huge, like maybe the size of a locker room. But then you could go out and work out yeah. in the rest of the gym. Oh. And so I feel like it was kind of nice when I first started there. I would like stay in the women's room because it's just comfortable. So comfortable yeah. And then once you get to know the people and then you can go out or, you know, it just is such I, a good I would idea. Like that option it was for a good sure. Idea. Yeah. And yeah. then like a, a year in, I just, we knew everybody there. And so I never had to go in there. But yeah. it was just nice to have that option if you're feeling. Yeah. Intimidated. intimidated or even if you get there and it's like just super packed with like men who are <laughs> heavy lifting yeah it's just a nice option yeah like, why don't more gyms do that it was really nice That's to have a separate so space yeah well i got out of my comfort zone for sure <laughs> yeah I, I, when you say that i can feel it yeah <laughs> what that feels like That's... but it's funny because so many people feel that way so it's like it's like another it's one of those things anxiety. that like nobody talks about, but it's happening to everybody. Yeah, everybody's like you, thinking, everyone's watching them and criticizing and uh, assuming and whatever. But then it's like, why are you the only one that's not? Right. It's because no one really is. No Maybe one cares. a few people. No but one nobody cares. cares. Yeah. 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 yeah well, I'll have to take it in baby steps. I'm ex- I am excited though to be able to take Genevieve and just have her play. She likes going, so that's good. Social at least to switch it up. Yeah. For her and I, because I really, I'm, I'm almost at that point. I'm uh, feeling exhausted with the hermit stage. I've really become a hermit. <laughs> yeah, so I really have to force myself out of my comfort zone. Yeah, I'm gonna get a heater for my garage. <laughs> you finally have decided. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it would make a big difference. It would. Yeah, it's just time, don't time to start working cold. out before work, huh? Yeah. You'll feel so good. You'll feel so good when you... I was going to do it this week, but it was, like, ungodly cold this week. I know. (laughs) It snowed. But weirdly enough, I mean, I always heat up really quickly. I know. Most of the days I started off with, like, sweats on top of shorts and, like, double-layer shirts, and I had to shed within, you know, five, ten minutes. Yeah, I feel that way, too, but it's the initial cold that I just can't get past. Yeah. Like, I know it's coming. I just... (laughs) <laughs> i hate being cold so much i, I do too it. i do too <laughs> which boggles my mind that you were able to live in chicago and all these I other almost things. died yeah <laughs> I one would've... more year and i would have been on some pills <laughs> right <laughs> minimum <laughs> when i first moved there someone told me your first year is fun the second year is like oh this sucks the really? third year you're on antidepressants and really we that were was there. the stages yeah and i laughed when we got there and then the third year i was like i am what done. about people that and then there? we were supposed to move in august to japan and in August or a little before August, they were like, oh, no, you're not going to Japan because of Valley's health issues. So they were reassigning us. And then it was like COVID was happening. So they needed them to stay there. So they literally extended us through the winter. <sighs> like we were supposed to leave in August. We didn't leave till the following March. Oh so I had gosh. to do it literally one more winter. And I told Rick, I was like, I like if I wasn't working, yeah, I would have died. Oh, man. It was horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Well, I commend you for being that uncomfortable. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. You go, girl. Oops. I'm proud of you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm going to tell you about my Yeah. Tell me about reading. your reading. So, t- can, can like, I, I've heard it once. So, we're talking about Akashic Records. What does that mean? So I read a few different things and then the person who did my reading explained it differently too. So I think it's like, um, there's lots of different ways to like look at it, but it's basically like 
you are living multiple lives yeah at the same exact parallel time. lives it's like yeah it's like I think a lot of people who think about that think like, oh, my past life. But it's like, no, it's happening at the same time you, right now. The dimensions. Yeah. So it's like if you're looking at a line, it's not like a timeline of mm-hmm. things. It's like everything's happening at the at point. The yeah. Like it's just so basically when they read your Akashic records, it's like the lessons that you're learning in all your different lifetimes. Okay, so is this based in a certain tradition? Where does it come from? It is... I'm asking you all the questions. I'm so curious. And is it based off your um, birth time and all that? Like, how do they find... No. How... So she just asks you for your full name, and that's it. Like, she's just... Your full name that you were born with or that you live with now? I said my full name now. Do you think it changes if you had given your birth name? I don't know. No, because I think your records are your records. They just need to know you to access them. Hmm. Um, okay, so it's uh, basically it's everything, all of your like universal events, thoughts, words, emotions, intent ever to occur in the past, present, future. Okay. So like it's just everything that you've ever been. Okay. So she was telling me, she's like, think of it like your you have your soul inside of your body mm-hmm. and then you have your body mm-hmm. and it's like basically your soul's brain and mm-hmm. all the things that happen there okay and then like there was one thing that she was talking about with me and she's like my your soul brain is like trying to tell you something and your brain brain is like translating it differently like you need to be mm. more in tune with your soul brain. Your soul brain. And like not let it filter through your regular brain because then it, you're not getting the message. So, okay. okay. So how does one, um, so I saw this, this video and it was like, <laughs> it's like when it, it was a Akashic records reader, not the one, not the woman who did mine, but she's like <laughs> in a, I don't know, it was like a room or like, it kind of looked different cut like swirly colors. Uh-huh. And sh- it was like a, what is it called? You know, when people do videos and they have like that background, like a, like if you Tapestry? zoom, you can turn Tapestry? your back. No. Oh, like, oh yeah. It's the, like, a, like the, yeah, it's a background. It's just like, the, it called? Green like a digital background. Green yeah. So it was like that. And she was walking through it and she was like, what it feels like when I'm going through someone's Akashic records. And she's just like looking at all the things and she's like, wow, like it's almost like you're in a library. And so how does the person that's doing it, the reader, how, how do they get trained in this? Or is it just to like, what, what is the um, process for them learning how to do these readings? I think it's similar to like meditation and like, okay, like, um, like, like Reiki and all that. And you just, just learn intuition. to tune into the yeah. energy. Yeah. Okay. Like you just have to be open to feeling it. I think. Okay. And like getting there, you know? So. Okay. So, and I want to clarify for our listeners, Akashic is A-K-A-S-H-I-C. So if you want to look that up. It's Sanskrit. Okay. So tell me about your reading. Okay. So it was so crazy because first of all, uh, I feel similarly like with religion. It's like you can go to church or read the Bible or like learn all these things about it but for me it doesn't feel authentic if there's not like a feel like a feeling Mm -hmm. it's like 
I feel like you see in movies where people are like, oh, like an angel came down and like spoke to you. Mm -hmm. Like that, it just wouldn't feel real to me unless I had that feeling. Or had that experience. Yeah. And I don't think there's been like many times where I've had that feeling Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, like this is something like I feel different. And I think you can convince yourself to mm-hmm. feel that way or like try really hard. Mm-hmm. But So it's like you believe in it, but you also want to be convinced in it. Yes. You need like the, I need the a, tangible. I don't even need like. Pr- like You just need to feel it. Feel it. Yeah. yeah. Your intuition is yeah. pretty strong. And I think especially in this society, like blocking that feeling out is pretty, is so much stronger than like a lot of Because we have so many distractions. It, yeah. Unless you're practicing letting yourself feel that. So when I went into this, I was thinking like, okay, like it'll be cool to like see what it's about. But I didn't feel like I was going to feel something. Like, Were you in person? No, I was on the phone. Okay. Not on Zoom, FaceTime, just on the phone. Okay. So I was just sitting in my bed and she asked for your full name. And then she's like, okay, do I have permission to go into your records? And then she does. And it takes a few minutes. And she's like, I'll tell you when I'm in. And then she's like, okay, I'm in. And she's like, do you have any questions? That That's what I read a lot about is that you should go in with questions because there's no way for them to just go cool. through all of your records and tell you everything. Okay. And the point of it is to guide. guide you through what you're going through in this physical life based on what you've experienced in all your other lives. Okay. So like to guide you through the rest of your life is too much. So So you have to be, you kind of have to narrow it down. Okay. So I did tell her, like, I just wanted to know more about me and Allie's relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, and what What you're supposed to do here and what the purpose is. Yeah. And I didn't really even specify. I think I was pretty short. And I was like, I I told her, I was like, I read it in some places that you're supposed to come with questions. And I don't really have, have questions. Like, I don't know. And she's like, okay. So... She started talking about Allie and she for right off the bat she said, They're telling me you they're telling me because So is it kind the of the like way that it works shift? is that she's not telling she's not saying the thing. She's the vessel. She's that's, the vessel that's right. translating what they're telling her. So right. she'll say they. And she's like, They're telling me that you need to be quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she and she like said it and then she was like, Sorry, that sounded rude, but they're just telling me that you need to shut up. And like, listen, I'm so intrigued. And I was like, okay. And still at this point, I'm feeling like hot and sweaty and really tense and heavy. And like, if you imagine the inside of you feeling like dark purple, Mm -hmm. like just very tense and like thick and dense. Yeah. Uh Yeah. And so I'm like, okay. Um, so then she like kind of dove more into it and she's like, they're saying that you are projecting your negative traits onto her because mm. you see so much of yourself in her that you're instead of like seeing yourself because uh, how do I explain it? Like, I don't see the positives of myself. Mm-hmm. And so I'm doing that to her where I'm taking all those negative things and picking that out of mm-hmm. her. Like, oh, I was that way. I was that way. I was that way. And but not taking... with the positives, with the negatives, because that's how I feel. So they were like, you're putting too much of your negative. Mm -hmm. You're picking the negatives from her and relating them and Mm -hmm. you need to relate all of it. And so, oh my God, I broke down crying. Like, yeah. And I was silent and we were just on the phone. So I 
I don't think that she knew. And then she stopped and she was like, I'm have chills. I'm going to cry. Like this is, this is a very like heavy emotion that is coming out of your records. And I would, and then I just broke down and I was like, I'm crying. And she's like, yeah, I can feel it. Like this is one of the biggest things that is happening for you right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so she basically was just like, it's okay if she's like you, like you Mm. have to embrace the sides of you too. But like the, all the purpose in our relationship is because I can look at her and be like, Oh my gosh, she's so good at all of these things. And that's how I'm going to learn to love myself Mm -hmm. is because I'm seeing that in someone else Mm -hmm. who I feel like is just like me, which is kind of crazy because it, I don't feel like until maybe the last year I've recognized myself in her. I've always said she's so different from me. Mm. Like she, you're just like your dad or I wouldn't, well, maybe yeah, I said yeah. that to her, but I've just never related to her it, yeah. until the last year. Then I, in the last year, I've really been like, wow, you are me. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think the last year has really been hard for her. So it's easy to point out the negative mm-hmm. things. So I just thought that was really interesting because has she, um, done energy work before? Is this the only type of energy work that she's into? I haven't or has asked she, her, but how she's long has she very, been very, um, I, into ever all that, everything okay. she calls it woo woo. Yeah. <laughs> like all that woo woo stuff. She's very into all of it. I haven't really, I honestly didn't ask. I just, again, like when I went into this, I was just like, open. I don't need but... to know that you're like the best. I'm just want to see what it's about. Like, just curiosity. Yeah, which is interesting for me because usually I'm like, I want to know everything right. about how you're going to do this and what you're going to do. And I just kind of went into it blind. Like, I'll just try and see. And I honestly didn't think anything would come yeah. of it. But I don't know her well enough for her to say those things about our relationship right. out of knowing me. Right. Like, I don't You I don't haven't shared. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think that's something that you could make up and it applies to everybody mm-hmm. you know it just was it was really crazy so um at the end of her like talking about Ali she's like they're just telling me to tell you that it's okay that she's just like you mm-hmm. and that she's gonna be okay and you're gonna be okay mm-hmm. and was yeah. that relief did it, that give you relief? Yeah, yeah it did and I think pointing out that I'm seeing the negatives in her was eye-opening yeah because you don't like I needed someone to say that to me because I don't think I thought that before Mm -hmm. I just was thinking oh she's just like me how do I get Mm -hmm. her through this but to it is like when I stopped and I thought about it I was like if I think about all the positives of her like it is it like in realizing that in order to heal you you have to accept her yeah or in order to yeah right it's like but it's also it, like it gives I can you a chance look to... at her and see all of these amazing things right. and appreciate them. So why can't I appreciate those things about myself? Right. But it's always easier to notice those things in other people and then yeah. work through that. Right. And so, yeah, it's like a, the ultimate looking in the mirror. Right. Especially when it comes in our children. Yeah. I mean, that's how I notice a lot of my own tendencies is what my kids are doing. Yep. So and then she said, um, she said. Does she not like physical touch? There's like something about mm-hmm. physical touch. And I was like, oh, no, she loves it. It's mm-hmm. me. I hate I hate being touched. And she's like, OK, she's like you. They're saying that you need to envision yourself like 
um, like a phone case. Mm. It's like you can still be used and provide but purpose, but you need to have a layer. Mm. And she's like, it's not even protection. That's like the wrong word because then it makes it feel it's like, like armor. Yeah. Yes. She's like, you just, she's like, you really need to work on mentally preparing yourself for physical touch before it happens. So is that so like that the imaginative like, force field that you have to like, you know, I, I do this, uh, one of my, my client, my therapist client, she gave me that, um, practice once is like when I know I'm going to deal with people with really heavy energy to just like envision this like force field around myself and that I'm protecting my, my, my spirit. Right. And so she's like, you just have to envision it before, you know, you're going to see them. And that way it's there. Yeah. She said like, it's like you're wearing a jacket. You need to put your jacket on before (laughs) Before I I can touch you. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is crazy because I, I am not a physical touch person at all. Yeah. And then Allie is and Rick is and Aiden is, and they always want to like be up on me and I can handle a hug for a minute. But if they just want to like constantly, like literally the other night, uh, I got into bed and I like rolled over and was like cuddled up next to Rick, which is mm-hmm. rare. And I was like, you know, some people sleep like this. All I know. Like, <laughs> Can you other? imagine? Can you ima- <laughs> like, that's oh, I couldn't. And yeah. it's not the person. It's not the touching. It's like the like uh, not feeling like you can breathe. Yeah. And I feel like too, as far as like energy goes, if you're just like stuck to someone that much, it's just like you don't have your own. Yeah. I feel like that when we get into an argument too, it's like, I can't, like, I will go downstairs and like sit on the couch and he's like, why are you going downstairs? Like, that's dramatic. And I'm like, it's not that it's when I'm so close to you, there's heat. It feels stifling. You feel hot. And like, there's that. And I need that separation. So I think that's, but yeah, so that was just because like, that's, uh, I was talking to my sister on the phone and like, just as at, as we're speaking about similar frustrations, I said, does your body feel instantly hot? And she was like, yeah. Yeah. So like, why, why does that happen? I think it's the energy. Yeah. Like that. So, okay. So again, back to like how I start, how I was feeling when I started this, it was like that hot, Hot, just like intense feeling. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like a dry heat. It's almost like you're sitting in like a dry sauna. Uh Like it's just, and it almost feels like magnetic, but not in like a pulling way and then like a pushing way. So everything hurt. And then she told me, she said, there's something going on with your energy. And I'm like getting the like roof of your mouth is raw or like mm-hmm. something with the roof of your mouth. And I have this thing, <laughs> which is again, and you're like, like, how did you know? It's so weird. Those are the things that prove things, it to you. But I have this thing where I push on the roof of my mouth all the time to be able to like, feel like I'm breathing. You know what I do? I, um, clench down on the back of my jaw. Well, I told her, I was like, oh, that explains my jaw clenching. Yeah. But she's like, no, it's the roof of your mouth. And I was like, oh, I have this thing or I have to push on the roof of my mouth to make it's like, it's so weird, but it's like, if I'm doing that, then breathing feels easier. Mm. And she's like, yeah, they're not saying that it's stuck. It's just where it circulates. Mm. And then she went in deeper to it and she was like, they're saying that you need to talk. And she's mm. like, and it's confusing because with your daughter, you need to not talk. But in general, you need to use your voice. Like you 
what your so words are, are important and you need to use them. And the thing that like hit me was she's like, you don't need to say the things that people want to hear. You need to mm-hmm. say what you need to say what mm-hmm. needs to be said. And I was like, Ugh. and then she mentioned the podcast and she was what? like this, the podcast, like you need to use your voice. And I was like, it's so crazy because this year that we've done the podcast, I've just changed so much. Yeah. And I've always been like that kind of, that person where I'm like, um, I feel like saying what needs to be said is like, comes naturally to me, yeah. but it's also like can be controversial mm-hmm. and people don't like to hear what needs to be said. Yeah. So I feel like, and like, you know me, that's the constant battle is like yeah. saying what is going to make everyone happy mm-hmm. and saying what needs to be said. So that was wild. She's like, you need to use your voice and you need to say the things that need to be said, not what everyone so, wants to hear. Did, do they talk about like chakras at all? Because yes. like, yeah, yes, because so that's all your that's throat chakra. She said, she yeah. said that the ener- she's like, you need to focus on the energy in your mouth, uh-huh. spreading it through your chakras. Uh-huh. So not do you do visualization techniques or what is, what do you have to do? She didn't say. It's more of like, I don't think that they tell you how to get through the things. It's like the, just the things that you need to know, you know, like you got to figure that out. Mm-hmm. You have to do the work after. And she said, she was like, I highly recommend writing it down because she's like, after the session, I forget mm-hmm. what happened. And then a lot of times people will tell me they forgot. So mm-hmm. writing it like journaling as soon as you're done is really good because you'll forget after a Could, while did you think about recording it when it was- I did but I was on my phone and then by the time I thought of it it was like about to start and but I definitely because I read that on google too someone was like I want to definitely record it because it's record so good it. to go back and listen things that you miss because there are things like I couldn't even write down that were crazy so then she said then she started talking about um holding other people's energy and she's like you really hold on to people's energy and so they're saying that you need to work on like again that jacket like barrier Mm -hmm. that you can listen to people and and receive it it, but not take on the energy and Mm -hmm. she's like it's in the tops of like you're storing it in the tops of your legs yeah and I was like uh it was so wild so again she's like you need to like envision clearing that energy Mm -hmm. out and then be very intentional when you're talking to people that you can be empathetic but not Mm. take on their energy because you just it fills you up and then I started to feel like lighter Mm -hmm. and then she said um she like stopped for a while maybe like a minute or two and she's like I'm trying to see she's like there's one more thing or no that wasn't it she oh she talked about movement exercise she's like um are you riding your bike or running? And I was like, no. And she was like, they're saying you need to, like, <laughs> you need to you do need to move. your movement. Yeah. And she was just saying, like, it's just very apparent that um, you need to love yourself. Like, mm. and she's like, and not like self-love, but like, you need to fall in love with yourself and like date yourself. Like, so, like you radical self-love. Love. Yeah. <laughs> And she just was like going on about that. And she's like, and the movement and like the bike riding or the running is not 
for physical health. It's for your mental health mm. and you're not doing that right now. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Call me out. Like, yeah. but I haven't been, and that is what makes me feel good. Yeah. And mm. it's not about the weight loss or no. whatever else, but, um, yeah, when she said that, I was like, oh, that's so true. Like, I really don't feel like I've loved myself in the last few months and yeah. I've stopped doing those yeah. things. Um, she was like, they're saying to take your girl out and your girl is you. <laughs> so then she's like, okay, she was like, there's one more thing. And it took her a while to like reach it. And she's like, it's your heart. And she's like, what, it like, can you envision what your heart feels like? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, it's like a Tight big room with, no, she's like, it's a big, um, room with like just ripped up pieces of paper all over the floor. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and there, it's not dirty, but there's just paper shreds all over the floor. And then what did she, so what do you translate those ripped paper shreds so she to said, like written thoughts that you just get frustrated with and toss to the side? Do you think? She said that I need to envision them as birds flying away, like mm. do- like white doves or cranes. She said cranes, okay. but she's like, "Are there cranes in your life?" And I was like, like "No, but there's no. birds. There's an owl." <laughs> but she's like, "Yeah, they're saying like to envision flocks, like the paper turning into mm. flocks." But she basically was like, "Your heart is just like this big, and you're storing all these big things, container. and." when you store all of that stuff in your heart, then it's a room full of cluttered paper. Mm. And what are you going to do with that? How does that benefit you? Mm -hmm. So instead of collecting shreds of paper, you need to move it. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like back to like energy. You need to move the energy. You can't keep it everywhere. Well, this is interesting because I was listening to a podcast and it was so much about like dealing with heartache and heartbreak. And one of the tips that she was saying was to just get into your body. Like somatic healing is so important. And you were talking about the legs. And yesterday when I went to the gym and did that health assessment, he told me like I had so many imbalances in my hips. Yeah. And it's, it's, it never surprises me because even my yoga practice, like we know that we store energy and emotion in our hips. And so when I get into hip opening things, I get flooded with emotion and that just like needs to be released instead of like storing it. He brought up my sciatica. He was like, what, what I'm seeing here can cause sciatica. I'm like, don't you're preaching to the choir. I had sciatica for a year and a half straight. And all of that was emotion that I was not releasing. And so even now I use my sciatica when I feel like little twinges of it, I know I'm not processing emotion and I'm not dealing with it and I'm not moving it through my hips and breathing through it. So that's very interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. And she just was like, they're saying that you are not focused enough on moving your energy and it's Mm -hmm. just getting like stuffed in places. And so then I was like envisioning the birds and all of a sudden my whole body started feeling cold mm. and I felt like I feel it right now. I it's very felt, weird. I felt like white inside. Like my, I went from like tense and hot. <laughs> like, and, look at, look at that. Like oh I have chills. I was tense and hot and purple. And then all of a sudden I felt like cold, but not in the sense of like being cold, but more like the air could just flow through me. And I was white inside. Like, that's what I envisioned. It was like a white so screen? crazy. I'm envisioning a white screen for some reason. Just like, 
light shining outwards from okay. inside and like just cold and like breezy, like very light. And it wasn't until then that I was like, oh my God, like I, this, my body, I'm it's feeling it. Yeah. yeah. Because when we first started and I felt tense, it was just like, oh, I'm nervous and this is like weird. And I'm just like, but then once it like changed to that and with no intention, I was like, oh, that just did something inside my body. It was wow. so crazy. Um, and then she said, okay, um, that's it. They're saying that you have more and to mm. do another reading, but for right now, that's all that you can work. Like that's all that you need to work on. Like, that's so enough. what is your, um, like now that you've done it and you have kind of like framework for where you already knew these things, but now it's confirmation. So like, are you going to, what, what is your first step, actionable step in, in, um, it's kind of crazy in because in the right direction. I think in the last few months, especially in the colder months, I've stopped doing like all the things that, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> well, you went into hibernation. Yeah. We talked about that. But it is true. Like my body feels so stuffed full of energy that I've just not done anything mm -hmm. with. And it's, it's just all blocked up. So I definitely need to focus on meditating and like mm -hmm. being, I don't know the last time I've had an intentional thought. <laughs> like, honestly, I haven't stopped. And I, there have been like maybe two or three times in the last few weeks where I'm like, oh my God, I really need to make time to like sit down. Like I used to journal at least three times a week mm -hmm. and like do a meditation and just like sit and think about my own body I and I haven't done that in so long and especially now that I'm working like and so I think that that's a big intention is just yeah. moving that energy through my body like it's stuffed up and mm -hmm. stuck and I need to move it I want to um, go to one of those um people that do the healing with the spoon you know that the move oh yeah, I forget what that's yeah. called, but spooning. <laughs> Let's call it spooning. <laughs> I forget what it's called, but um, I feel I feel like that too. I feel like I. Oh my gosh, what's happening down there? It sounds like Children. craziness. Yes, but um, yeah, I feel like I'm. I was telling one of my coworkers because she's been doing a lot of like spiritual cleansing, really with more like traditional Mexican practices. Um, but I, I just want to find like a, a Mexican curandera that can just like do all the rituals on yeah. me. I just feel like I need to get yeah. all kinds of cleansing done. Well, and it makes sense too. Cause I feel like, oh my gosh, when was it? Not last week, maybe the week before or last week. I think it was two weeks ago. I cried every single day for yeah. a week straight over different things. And um, I can't even tell you now what they were, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I'm not a crier. Like I maybe like a few times a year, and most of the time it's like over a sad commercial. Like yeah. I have it, it's very easy for me to cry over like other people's sadness and not mm -hmm. my own. Mm -hmm. And I'm just not a crier. Like Rick left on deployment to Afghanistan, and I didn't cry when he left. And he finally like landed, and he was like didn't seem like you're that sad I'm like I am but it's like you're processing it in your own way so when I cried every single day last week I'm like what is happening <laughs> to me but it makes so much sense now it's like I we there was a lot going on but 
in hindsight, I normally could have handled it without breaking down. And I think I'm so well, like, built up with all this stuff. There wasn't any more room for it. It was like, oh no, like you can't shove any more in here. And so I think that's a big thing too. It's like when you're intentionally like constantly clearing everything out, then mm-hmm. these big, these, what seem like big, huge, like things that you can't handle are a little bit easier because mm-hmm. there's room for it. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's room. Well, and I think it's like, like with Marissa, you know, when she said that, like when you cry, the the tears are cleansing and they're, you know, yeah. it's like literally detoxifying. So envision, envisioning those tears really just purifying your body yeah. and all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I it's, just, but I think too, like not even not crying, not crying, but like constantly making sure that you're moving all of that out to make room for just life stuff. Mm hmm can prevent you from having this massive breakdown or like having breakdowns every single day because there's no more, there's no room for it anymore. So I think that that's like a good thing to remember because I can imagine people who don't know or believe in any of this stuff and they're just shoved full of horrible energy that they never circulate out. And then it's like, but that's why there are so many unhappy people and angry people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was thinking about it because like, since I've been doing the cold plunging more, I really have felt so much better. And, um, this morning I, I went and I did six rounds of hot to cold. So just uh, fluctuating. And each time I extended the cold and by the last one, I could just feel like I had already released all that yeah. stuff that was like, uh, stuck it really felt stuck and one of the times I came out and I was like <laughs> shaking my body to just like you know get rid of those last little tingles you get yeah. and Malaya's looking at me and I'm like I'm just like shaking like a wet dog and I'm like that's what they do <laughs> yeah that, they just get it to all. release it out and yeah. I think as like in the society we live now we forget that we are animals you know instinctively and that we need to release and shake that makes me think of like, you know, when you scratch a dog's belly and their legs starts. Yeah. Breaking. It's like, what are, what are we doing for ourselves that make us feel that way? Like, just like that. Masturbation. <laughs> I walked into that one. <laughs> Let's talk about it. You know what I mean though? Like, it's just pure like happiness. And it's yeah. like, what are we doing for ourselves that. And it's so simple. It can be so simple. It can be the most a small practice like yeah it doesn't have to be big yeah you know and well I don't know that's just really amazing I I'm now <laughs> it, extra curious to do I'm it. gonna it's, do it I'm, I need to get the information crazy. I came downstairs because I was up in our bedroom and Rick and the kids were downstairs and he was sitting on the couch like right when we walked down the stairs and he was kind of like making fun of me like what is this and I was like I I couldn't, I didn't really have the energy to like explain, explain to him what it yeah. was. And I was like, it doesn't matter. Like, Especially in someone that is necessarily, it's like, well, well it's the same it way. Just He's like, just like, oh, you and your woo woo stuff. Like it's like anything to do with you. So I don't need like, and sometimes he genuinely is curious, but just at the moment I was like, I just don't have the energy to sit and explain. Yeah. So I came downstairs and I was like, that was wild. And he was just like staring at me and I was like, I cried. He's like, yeah, I can tell like your yeah. eyes are all puffy and, um, and then we st- I just had to go to work and I didn't even have time to process. And I was like, I can't even talk about it until I've processed it all because it was a lot. And it is, it's like a lot of information about the lesson you need to yeah. l- learn, but it's not a guide through it. 
Right. Like that's what you have to do when it's that's over. The work. You that's to... the integration. Yeah. It's that's not... like it is with the ayahuasca. Yeah. It's like you're gonna you're gonna see the things, but the rest of it is up to you. Yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting. And she said she's like, they said that you need to do another reading and it doesn't have to be with me. You can even do it. Oh, this is another thing. I totally forgot about <laughs> I'm telling you, I tried to write down notes, but I missed so much stuff. She said at the very end, after the the crane heart thing, she said they are telling me to tell you, you already know this, but you have this intuition. Mm. You can do this yourself mm-hmm. and you know that. But she's like, do you, she's like, you have those experiences where you just know things and you're like, how do I just know that? Mm-hmm. She's like, you need to stop filtering it through your brain brain mm-hmm. and just let your soul's brain tell you mm-hmm. and believe it. And don't question why you know it or how you know it, but just know that you know it because you have the gift mm-hmm. too. So then when she was talking about doing another reading, she's like, you can do this yourself. Like they know you can do this yourself. You don't have to go to somebody. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's but so I amazing go, though, to think that, that you have that power within like everybody has some sort of power within themselves to do that yeah. kind of energetic reading on yourself to see where you're in alignment and misalignment and where you can kind of nurture yourself and not right but we're so I mean the world is so noisy and it, yeah. yeah and closed off and so to to think that you can um just humor the idea for well, a little and I bit I think maybe a year or two ago that wouldn't have been the case like right. there there wouldn't have been that like option to be like you can do this too it would be like oh you need someone else to do it because you're not I've been told that and before too it's like but it's like just that knowing you have yeah and yeah which I feel like in the last year we've like talked about a lot like just having yeah. that feeling grow stronger yeah, absolutely. So. But it's it's anything that you I mean, energy is there, right? It's just a matter of what you're tapping into yeah. and what you're moving and what you're open to receiving too, because you can receive simple messages like that one where that guy was like, You won't guess where I'm from and I said, You're from Jordan <laughs> and I was like I don't even know anybody from Jordan to know that that's where he was from. Yeah, that's wild. Like it literally came just to came. my head yeah. Jordan and I said it and he was like <laughs> and I was like I, I don't even know. He, uh, we were equally shocked, you know? Well, and you so just feel like they told me. <laughs> they told me. <laughs> exactly. I think I'll have to do that for sure. <laughs> no, but things, messages come through yeah. often or some, I'm thinking of somebody and then they call or, or yeah. like thinking of a client. I haven't heard from them in a while. I'm going to reach out and then they reach out to me. And so. Yeah. And I think that was the biggest learning in this is like, it doesn't have to feel like this big, huge, profound message that mm-hmm. you're getting. Like if you're They're in little. tune with it, it just is natural to you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's interesting, but I don't, but I also don't think like I needed someone else to mm-hmm. pr- kind of prove to me that this could be real before yeah. I could have the, like, if I just tried to do it myself, I yeah. think that I just wouldn't believe that because I know myself. Right. And I wouldn't have gotten messages that I wasn't already thinking in my normal brain. So yeah. I think that was the first step was like having someone else go yeah. in and like tell me these things to make me feel like, oh yeah, there's things And in just there. the thought that you're having these parallel lives all intertwined and it's a different dimension. So this reminds me, I just came across, um, this YouTube video and two podcasters I like, but they had this guy on his name is uh, Matias de Stefano and he's from Argentina and he is a young guy. I don't know, maybe under 30, I'm guessing, but 
from a very young age, he's been able to recall his past lives. Like he just knew details about like places and things that he couldn't explain. And his parents, he's like, luckily my parents weren't alarmed by it because they have like, you know, things in their culture that have kind of already allowed for some of that free thinking to happen. Yeah. And um, he explains the nine dimensions in vast detail. I'm going to have to send it to you. It's like two hours long. I had to watch it over a couple of days. But it it made so much sense when he was talking about things and he's talking about feelings and emotions and which dimensions they belong to and then attachments. And like, it was just so much. But just like, think you take these little principal things and he's like, I don't live in all this heaviness all the time. Yes, I have these capabilities to visit different things, but I don't live in that. He's like, my, the way I choose to live is I have to plan fun. I have to stay in the fun because this is where I am right now. Mm -hmm. So I want to go ride the rides at the roller, you know, the roller coasters and I want to go run outside and look at the grass and look at the the sky. And he goes, those are the things that I have to do to remind myself I'm here on this plane, but I can easily pinpoint when I'm entering different things so it was very interesting crazy yeah yeah I was reading a little bit about like doing the Akashic Records reading and it was saying how you've already learned like all of these lessons by the time you're seven and that's what he was saying they said the thoughts that you have in your head about like something that you want to do or your aspirations or Anything that you can dream is because it already happened and you had the ability to get there. And just because you're not there in this lifetime doesn't mean that That you haven't already been there. Yeah. It's like you've already achieved all these things. Mm -hmm. That's why they're even an option in your brain. And it's crazy. Which do you think think that's part of what contributes to our unhappiness in this realm, in this dimension now? Because we know we, we have accomplished that and we're frustrated that we're not there yet. Yeah, I think so. But I also think that like, that the purpose of all that is not to constantly live in that perfect Mm -hmm. world where you've reached all these things, but like to tweak each individual thing. Like if I could go back, like people who are like, Oh, I don't have any regrets. Like if I didn't make that decision now, I wouldn't make it here. But I Mm -hmm. think like in, in this life, we made this mistake, but in another life, you didn't make that mistake. Right. But then somewhere down the line, you made a different mistake. And in this life you won't. So it's just like crazy to think how all these lives are just intertwined. Mm -hmm. And I don't think like at the end of the day, there is like, it all fits together for this one perfect life, Mm -hmm. but you're never going to live that one perfect life. It's like, well, and like combined. what he says is that from the moment you enter this life, it's just to exit it again. And to think that it like, like we all, or I, I've heard and they mentioned it, like when you, when a baby's born, he's like, oh, fuck, I'm here again. <laughs> like, like that happened quick. Like you're yeah. back through the vaginal canal and here I am again. And Dude, what, again. what is my purpose now yeah. in this lifetime? And or so, even a animal, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> so my mom like your mom thinking yeah. you're she thinks cat. that my sister's cat is her her grandmother or grandmother and we all laughed but I was sitting with Rick and uh, maybe he doesn't want me to share this but oh well I was sitting with him and his dog his like love of his life dog was like I think he's my dad like I just think if sometimes I think he's my dad and I don't know if Oh, I don't, he didn't say anything else after that. Like I didn't ask him too many questions because that's like very, it would make him very uncomfortable. <laughs> well that, and like, it's just not my business to know. I didn't know his daddy died when he was 
12 or 11 and it's just not my business to like try to understand that if he if he feels that way if he's Um, not willing to share it right off yeah but it's like if that uh, it just makes me happy to think like that, that his he, dad would come back as this cute dog, dog that he so loves and that's him so much happiness so much. and like just this pure form of animal that mm. doesn't make mistakes and doesn't cause him disappointment and just like is this perfect it's person like, for him it's like the redemption yeah his dad is like because, incarnating I mean, as his, his dog dad to... i'm sure was a wonderful dad but also um there's a lot yeah, of mistakes. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't a perfect person. Nobody's a perfect person. We're humans. But it's just like makes me happy to think that if he did come back, that he would just come back as this dog that makes him so happy and like mm. just is the best thing. Just for the him. thought of that alone is really sweet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So when he said that, I was just like, I just giggled and I was like, that's so cute. <laughs> You're like, that's so wholesome of you, right? <laughs> I hope it is your dad. I can't look at him the same now. <laughs> right? I know. No, seriously, you're going to be like, oh, it's you, father-in-law. <laughs> and I don't know. Like, I don't know that he, like, sits there constantly staring at him like, you are my dad. Like, I think it might have just been a fleeting thought. And, like, I don't know if he even took himself seriously, but the fact that he said it and, like, I don't know. It's just it. His dog makes him very happy. So yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, whatever. Let's go with that. We'll it's roll so with cute, it. Though. Well, that is super interesting. I'm gonna have to get her information. Oh, I would yeah. really love to get connected. Yeah. And then it would be super cool. And I will for sure record it because I have the memory of a pee. Oh my god! I know. I there are like so many things that yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to write that down. To write that down. I was looking at my co-star yesterday and it was talking about how I literally feel like I have no more space to remember anything. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I don't. I like can't remember fucking passwords for the life of me. Like, what is going on? It doesn't help they make you change them every four months. (laughs) I know. 14 (laughs) syllables. I need to clear clear some space in my brain. I would really love to just clear out some space. Yeah, Yeah, I definitely (laughs) need to make that. And then... Like I need to do that because I have not. And yeah, it's just crazy. It's crazy that after that crazy week that I had, and then I did this reading, it was like, Oh, it just makes sense. And also too, how great that it was pushed back because you couldn't have processed all this that week. No, that was a blessing in disguise too. You think about that. Like you were in a much better place last week with your new, uh, routine Mm -hmm. you were so overwhelmed that first week so it's good that it got canceled yeah it was perfect timing yeah well thank you so much for sharing that was so interesting i'm so curious i didn't think i would like have so much to say about it and but also in talking about it things come up that you forgot yeah and it just feels weird to like have had that experience because like again in retrospect it was like when i went into it i didn't think anything of it i was just like that's gonna be interesting okay so akashic at the same time I heard about Akashic Records was when I heard about the Gene Keys. Remember I sent it oh, to yeah. you? You were like, it's okay. so complicated. <laughs> and it does seem so complicated, but I still think it would be worth It's kind of like when you dive into genealogy, you know it's going to be an endless yeah. kind of project. I think it's the same thing with the Gene Keys. Okay. So I'm going to keep researching that. <laughs> I started and I was so inundated with like taking notes and like what? Yeah, it was yeah. overwhelming. But I, I'm so interested in that. Like... Yeah. How better to understand how I'm supposed to live my life than to understand where I've been already and process that well, that's and to thing, see what like, my my strengths are, my core strengths and my core weaknesses and how I'm supposed to do this life. Yeah, it's it is like 
life-changing to know that you have a tool that can like guide you and kind of it's like bumpers in a bowling alley it's like it's so much easier to have the bumpers and to just kind of like Mm -hmm. be there to if you need it to check in and I feel like that's what the records and all these things is is like to just check in and what what right. what am I going through right now and what lesson from a different life mm-hmm. can you throw at me that I can apply right now to right. get through it better than just in my human brain mm-hmm. so well thank you so much <laughs> this was super interesting it was interesting all right so next weekend do we have a guest I, I think, think we do I think so wait let me double check yeah. We now have a Calendly yes. uh, link. Can, can How do we share that? So that uh, if anyone is interested in signing up to be a guest on the podcast, we now have a link that where you can go on and look at the available times. We're going to open up some times on the weekend, Saturday and uh, – no, Saturday and Sunday or just Sunday? I think it's Sunday, and then there's like a little bit – either monday monday night or tuesday okay so we, we have some options up there but um we would love it if uh, we could expand this and have different conversations with yes. people so next week we have melissa no oh my god i need to edit that out marissa baker <laughs> she's a divorce coach okay she has a podcast sun happens i'll have to listen to that I sun to happens it's called sun happens s-u-n and she is 29 and she's been divorced twice huh and i found her on tiktok and she's just like okay very inspiring and like just living her best life and i feel like it'd be great for people who are just like i don't know especially if you've gotten a divorce and you feel like it's the end of your life yes. and you realize that you know what it could be the beginning of the yeah, and I'm sure she's night. gonna tell us, but like imagine being divorced twice before you turn thirty. Like that is a hard I felt like a complete failure getting divorced before I was twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> like... so, but she's just like very, very happy and like living her best life. So it'll be interesting to hear how she got there and what she went through. I can't wait. So so stay tuned. Um we'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week, Lemon Drops. Thank you. <laughs>